0: Like, you guys started off as, like, literally, like, like a one-room convention. Like, like one actually, event two. hall kind of thing. Actually,
1: it's Got two. Oh, okay. Yeah, one for virtual lounge, one is actually the event. Yes. It was quite
2: okay. <laughs> it was quite okay. Yes, we agreed mm-hmm. to fork out a bit of money that we were thinking that would go down the drain anyway. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we we just YOLO and rented the halls and just started this. Yeah, and yeah. There was traction. About 80, 80 plus people came for it. So, we decided to... Uh, oh wow! Continue on the next year and and so on.
0: You're tuning in to the Fox and Burger podcast, where we bring you closer to the Asian furry fandom, one episode at a time. I'm Michael the Matcha Fox, and today we're visiting Malaysia to talk with CT and Foster, both of whom who help organize Malaysia's only FurCon, Furum. In this episode, we mainly focus on Furum. We discussed the beginnings of FIRM as a space in a convention center, how FIRM is organized, and finally, the future of FIRM. Unfortunately, due to nausea and stomach sickness, Berger won't be joining us for this episode, but don't worry, he'll be back in the next one. So, without further ado, sit back, enjoy the smell Nasi Lemak, and enjoy our Malaysia trip number two. Okay guys, welcome to the podcast, CT and Foster. Hello. Hi. Hi there. thanks for having us yeah well you guys have been on the list for a long time i feel like we always say that but it's just because like i don't think we've got to talk to anyone from a uh, firm not, not just yet at least oh uh, yeah
2: well i mean we have been busy and i think at the time uh we're just mm-hmm. still kind of small right so <laughs> i guess uh mm-hmm. this is the right time then
0: yeah we interviewed halissa i think it was like oh my gosh like when was it like a year ago i think and then I can't remember if we interviewed anyone else from Malaysia. Uh, but yeah, you guys were always on the list. We've done like LAFC. We've done Infernity. We haven't done JMOF yet. But yeah, we're finally here in Malaysia again for FURUM. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for being mm. on the podcast. Likewise. Yeah, you're welcome. We usually start off the podcast episode very simple. So uh, let's let's keep the order with like CT goes first and then Foster. Um so C T can you tell us like your persona name, what your fursona is, and how you got into the fandom, like just briefly. Oh, Alright. So yeah, my my uh persona's name is
2: C T Wolf. My character is supposedly a wolf dog from uh you oh, know, really? obviously it was uh it's based off Baoto, you know, when I watched it at the time, right? <laughs> so that was the inspiration yeah. pretty much. And I think that kinda answers the other part of you of how I kinda got into the fandom where Mm-hmm. I started off being a fan of Balto in probably the late 90s. Well, mm-hmm. I had seen the VHS. I didn't see it in the movies. Then yep. in like, um, I think, 999, uh, early 2000s, uh, where I watched it at my friend's place again and then on TV again in 2001. And I, don't know, I just got hooked on it. And mm-hmm. I came into like uh, the Yahoo Groups portion uh, where, well, FA didn't exist at the time. So there was like the yep. Balto League, and that was where I kind of met other people who like Balto and the movie, and just uh, started off from there. What, what about uh, Balto
0: source? Were you also like on Balto Not source? Not really, I think it's but cool? um,
2: the I think the person who runs that page is probably there. But we just mostly had chats on Sundays and all, right? And he was actually there when. Oh, nice, nice. When someone, uh, I believe by the name of Kimbo, one of the members, she actually offered to draw my um, persona or made a persona for myself based on one of the characters that she drew in her fan arts, I guess. Yeah, and that was, was how how it turned out to be and I just gave it a name, C.T. Wolf being, well, during the uh, crazy Counter-Strike craze during the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So so the C stands for just, Counter-Strike? What is does it the just C stands for? Stand <laughs> So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's how I came about sure. to the fandom. Gotcha.
0: How about Foster?
1: Yeah, I'm Foster Cole and I'm just a black and white border collie. How I got into this persona is uh I just got this uh suit auctioned off from the for, I mean from this from this maker called Modern. Yeah, Maud roots Fur. Uh, I think it's More Mordruz. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So, I actually had this first suit first way before I started the, call other the, uh, the fandom. So, I just go on with it mm-hmm. and I became, uh, this first, uh, this first became my persona. Persona, you uh, call that persona. And uh, how I got to first, how I got to first uh, join this fandom, right, uh, is by meeting CT. And that was uh, before, oh. yeah, that was before, oh, that was before 2000, uh, 2015. And uh, during 2014, I was so interested to meet the local fandom, I actually went on to, uh, to, to meet Night Dragon at the, what they call this, uh, Fur Affinity. So, in long story short, he introduced CT to me, and uh, I got to uh, DM him uh, there. And uh, yeah, that's how I became uh, friends with City, and, uh, and that's how I became a, fur, you know, part of
0: furry fandoms. So you guys been friends for like over, like, was that over eight years, was it? Yeah, it should be eight years like by now. Plus seven, seven mm. plus years? Yeah. Oh, eight years. yeah. yeah that right. let's go. Wow. So almost ten yeah, years. Yeah, S- S- Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. It was an amazing
2: journey. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's something first, basically, through, you know, Night Dragon, who, again, Singaporean friend, whom I knew quite a while back. Oh, really? Um, but he went to the States, right, to pursue his Masters. Mm-hmm and uh found a job there and then it's just a uh, so-called living the the typical american furry dream of like going there conventions every month <laughs> that kind of lifestyle okay i mean it's, it's fine <laughs> it's what he wanted so right so yeah um and like basically foster i think knew of night dragon and that's how you referred like foster to me yeah yeah
0: for myself Night Dragon is like he's like the bl- like the all black dragon. Is that right? Black and white. Or am I thinking so wrong? Yeah, well, else? the new one's black and white,
2: but the, the old one is
0: like a black and white. Dragon. Black and white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, for basically, for
1: my s- I think you might have met him for infinity. No, sorry, you might have met him in our chat before as well.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Neat sounds familiar.
2: Basically, for myself, it was like you know again other than the, the Battle League, right? Because FA didn't come by that early, mm-hmm. so one of the earliest people that I met. Was actually K nine. I'm not sure you know of K nine, because this kind of this kind of this kind of dials so. back to the you know my previous statement when I said I joined the Bouncer League in the Yahoo Groups and we had mm-hmm. MRC chats. So around like 2003, 2004, there was a new member by the name of K nine eighty five. As usual, we asked ASL, and then the L location uh, turned out to be Malaysia. So that's how I oh wow found you know another person who has a similar interest in malaysia right and and i that's when i mm-hmm. i got into contact with K nine, and that's also how i met uh marvin uh, pretty much
0: yeah so but wait, but he was a furry like he wasn't just someone who liked balto was, was he, he was he also someone like
2: balto and i think you have also kind of begin went into that direction i suppose because so everyone started <laughs> to have like nicknames yeah. and some form mm-hmm. of uh persona or persona, right you know again like from the fan arts right you can see that even like original characters people making characters that look like or seem to fit into the the balto universe right so that that was where we kind of got that mm-hmm. idea of like you know making a character that is you know something like a wolf a dog or a, again something that assimilates with the the universe uh, you know that's where it started off uh. so K9 was yeah probably also from there. And then there's only, it was only like in 2004 and 2005, after I asked him to create the uh, my one of the first drawings, a uh, commission for my character that I printed on a shirt, he printed it and it was passing it to me. Yeah. So uh, 2005, I think, four or five, that's when I first met him and Marvin. Yeah.
0: And that's how yeah. it started off. So Marvin's also another uh, Malaysian, yes. friend, like, I guess, like long timer, yes. just like you. Yeah. For the people who don't know, I mean, I know who Marvin is, but, like, you know, to the audience, like, he's another, like, long-time, yes. like, uh, Malaysian Correct. fur yeah, in the Marvin.
2: Yeah, you hear his name a bit later more in, in yeah. the interview. But, yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> Marvin is one of the earliest. Right, right. First, I met Didi. Didi, I oh, call wow. as Didier, you know, K nine, And uh, Marvin. Mm-hmm. And from there, of course, they introduced me to some of the others. That's, that's how it started off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, i'm so i'm so like happy to meet another balto fan because i think i told you this um well i think that's how i got interested in furry it's not it's not like the moment i joined the fandom but it was more like w- how i came across like this like anthro kind of furry like subculture and i didn't really know too much about Balto league at the time but I was more into like Balto source um i think I was pretty cringe ah. back then <laughs> i'm not sure if i if i had the uh the creativity or courage to create like persona but yeah like but no for me like it's it, it, it mm. was balto like balto was like the the, ent- the entry into the fandom in a way um i think for some people it's like the lion yes. king like we interviewed kofu before so he you know he really likes the lion king that's also another really good like um quote-unquote furry movie but yeah for me it was definitely balto mm. H- have you have you seen the sequels? yeah like i've two seen and the, all of it one two and three <laughs> yeah yeah me too yeah, th- that might be another story for another day. But sure, mm-hmm. sure. So let's go into our next topic here. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about Malaysia, um, the country the guys are living in. Um, again, we all, i think we've only interviewed like one other Malaysian furry, uh, on the podcast. So I don't mind talking a little bit more about Malaysia. So, like, I know that you guys are from Malaysia. You guys were born and raised there. What 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 like landmarks and like what what places should like someone visit in Malaysia if they've never been there before? Mm. Like if you can name one or two, like maybe one from CT, one from Foster. Yeah,
2: I'll do just that. All right. Well, for me, uh, I mean, there's a lot of landmarks, right? But if they wanted to see something which is a bit out of town, well, normally mm-hmm. we will we'll ask them to go up Batu Cave, some of. That's one of, I guess, oh, the right, places right. that is a bit more distinct. Yeah, I mean, we have tall buildings and all, right? But uh, yeah, but the caves is one place that mm-hmm. I think not many places have. And again, it's like mostly a, a place of worship for uh, the Indian folks, especially yeah. during their um, holidays, right? There is like a temple, a small temple inside the cave, which is the interesting part. So you mm-hmm. know, people uh, scale up the, the steps, to the cave you know take some photos and all i can see the wildlife there as well
0: just to clarify for the honest this is the Batu Ks are located like outside of Kuala Lumpur yeah, right the
2: outskirts i wouldn't say that far away but still it's about 10 minutes yeah, yeah. it's not By that drive. far but it's reachable yeah, yeah. so i yeah. would say that that would mm-hmm. probably be one of the places yeah all right yeah
1: i mean for me i actually i'm actually born in Malacca back then so, I actually really started Malacca for the first 10 years of my life. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, you actually, Malacca are very famous for their red houses. Where you, uh, mm-hmm. where it's, uh, Malacca built on, the, you know, used to be the very first city that was discovered by the Chinese. And uh, you have the Portuguese, uh, what they call this, uh, wall, uh walls, uh, castles, and structures. Yeah. And Malacca is actually a place of a historic site and places where you go and the culture is built and built uh, and you always can find. I uh, always can spend days eating famous food like the chicken rice ball, the oyster omelette, and the the hand roll, uh, the hand roll rolls as well. We call this uh, popia popiah as well. Yeah, if you are going down mm-hmm. to Malacca, you have a fun time over there as well. You know, staying over there and, and see the night, uh, the night, the uh, the night lights, and uh, as well as the. So, uh, the shopping sites, uh, and the historic
0: cultures. I actually didn't know you were born in Malacca, so like that was where you were like born and raised, and then like, I guess later you moved to KL. Yeah, I was. I was. Is that like for like work, or is that you are just following your parents, or? I was just following my parents. Yeah, yeah. So
2: yeah, mm. for me, we're, I'm mostly in in Petaling Jaya and you know Kuala Lumpur. Again, I guess like one thing to clarify, a lot of people you know say that oh PJ KL. Patahang Jaya and Kuala Lumpur, you know, kind of like the same, but you know, they are actually mm-hmm. different states. Uh, it's just that Kuala Lumpur is in uh, mm-hmm. the state of Elaya, which is a very small, one of the two federated states, which is a very small section right within the state of Selangor, which surrounds it. Yeah, so a lot of us, a uh, few of us actually stay like, near the border. <laughs> so you're technically crossing the border all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah.
0: Do you think that, like, most of the fandom is, like, concentrated, like, on the... Was it, like, the western peninsula, though?
2: Mostly, yes. Though, of course, we do have a yeah. decent amount of, like, folks in the eastern side, especially in Sabah. Sarawak, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. less yeah, with Saba, Sabah. There yeah. are um, a number of them there. I would say among the states, yeah, yeah. Uh, which has, like, in terms of furs, I think Sabah is easy one of... Um, the few in the east that has the most
0: mm-hmm. let me know if i'm wrong but like is it easy for them to get to the malay peninsula side though like like does it cost them like a lot like if they're going to take a flight or something like would it be hard for them to to get to like the peninsula it's the western peninsula it's
2: pretty much uh, a two-hour flight it's, not too.
1: it used to what be about the cost though? it used like, to be about 400 bucks i think uh recently they have they have you no know, inflated to like 600 bucks, if I didn't recall wrong uh
0: MYR yeah, yeah M-I-R in Ringen, Malaysia
2: is. okay yeah oh I guess we can add on one more place uh, I guess Foster and I would probably mm-hmm. uh, be interested to always go or bring friends to the Genting Highlands uh, right the area oh of course right? uh, yeah, so yeah. of course we, as, far as, <laughs> as, far as not only really a good place to drive to but also like uh, again uh, other than the yeah. uh, hilltop casino theme parks right there's also uh, some temples, a pagoda, halfway up the mountain, you get to see a pagoda. Yep. I get to see, uh, as we call it, the multiple stages of hell, <laughs> in uh Chinese folklore. <laughs> or, um, I, I, I I'm not sure if it's ever... considered as a, a religious folklore or, uh, I can't really find a word for it. Um, yeah. but but yeah, I know basically mm-hmm. it. It just showcases all the stages of hell if you're a bad person, <laughs> before being evaluated for so reincarnation. That's like, that's like a yeah, park? I think something something like a to do with oh, um, okay. that is, is more like a religious uh, sculpture.
1: Uh, it used uh, to be an old Chinese sight. folklore, then, yeah. It? Because
2: you had to went through uh, 18
1: levels of hell before you can, yeah. Uh, you know, being judged. Yeah. So we have
2: a, we have mm-hmm. a smaller version mm-hmm. of that. I mean, compared with Singapore's bigger one yeah. at Hotpot Villa, right? So so yeah, it's there. Oh, yeah. yeah of course yeah. the nice thing is the weather, one. and we always like bring folks up to mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. i think first to around there is in there you can get some good photos from the and the weather is good
0: so genting highlands is like that's like a city on a hill or like if you guys can describe it a, l- more a little bit more for like me.
2: A, a, a holiday resort, right? yeah
0: resort right, what do you yeah. think
2: Foster? yeah
1: yeah it's more like a holiday resort for for you know visitors around the world especially if you are kind of a gambling type of person there's a place to go
2: yeah
0: oh you, you can gamble in, in oh Malaysia? yeah that, i mean that's that's only one of yeah. a few legal places to to do it right right, right. yeah
1: and if you're a mm-hmm. driving kind of a person of course you can hop on to buy car or city's car to ride out to the mountain
0: yeah, yeah yeah maybe because i heard it from like rain but i feel like a lot of people love like driving mm. there like rain or or uh um, rick i think i think they talk about it every now and then I also hear a joke like the way you pronounce like Genting. Apparently, that can that can let you know if you're like either a foreigner or if you're from like Singapore or if you're from Malaysia. Is that true?
2: Uh, kind of. Well, I mean, example, we call it Genting. Some folks call it Genting. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because it's gent, like gentleman. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I I would have said Genting. I feel I feel like I, I I'm on the side of Genting. Yeah. So so I think some foreigners pronounce that
2: way, but it doesn't matter. Same.
0: Yeah sure 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 still
2: the same for us yeah
0: what about like food options though like is there like if you have like someone who's never been to malaysia before and you had to like recommend one dish though like what would you recommend
2: hmm city yeah well i i would think that everyone would probably go for nasi lemak as usual right which is mm-hmm. fatty rice mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quite Aisoo. sure your other interview if you asked about food it would probably brought up they probably have brought up the same item so uh, normally we mm-hmm. there's a bunch of uh, again nasi lemak places right but the, the one that we normally bring folks yeah. to is a place called village park nasi lemak which is situated in kind of like a district called uptown in uh, damansara mm-hmm. damansara utama i believe yeah i i can't remember it's just, just somewhere in damansara but yes, it's called up, the area is Uptown. It's called Uptown. Basically, mm-hmm. it's located there. I mean, Village Park, uh, only one shop that sells Nasi Lemak there. And they've never expanded to more branches because the owner is quite mm-hmm. strict about the quality and such. And yeah, I mean, it's been consumed by a lot of folks. It's always full. And normally, we bring people to try it out there. I would say that it's a, a good batch of Nasi Lemak. Uh, but, and I always use it as the benchmark, uh. To compare mm-hmm. the other places,
0: uh, if I can take a step back, though, can you explain to our audience what the heck nasi lemak is? They may not know.
2: <laughs> uh nasi lemak. I guess well, if literal translation to English is like fatty rice or rice with coconut milk, mm-hmm. it's basically well, what it, that's what it is. a uh, much rice with coconut milk, probably some some pandan and other flavoring, right? And of course, it is always served with some sambal chili paste i think they normally fry it um fried chilies like uh pounded and then fried cooked and they we'll probably sometimes added with like anchovies and other ingredients and of course mm-hmm. it's it's always that's the two core elements that makes up nasi lemak and of course you have the nuts mm-hmm. the anchovies cucumber you know some garnish and uh on top of that what we like is like fried chicken so <laughs> they have uh
0: yeah so the protein, yeah, protein can, can be, be like fried chicken things. could it be like beef? yes it can be oh, okay, like okay.
2: Uh, the protein that normally we like to go for like for example in village park uh would be uh, their fried chicken which is basically they make a kind of paste spice paste and then they marinate the chicken in it and they deep fry it so that's their way the style of fried chicken of course you do have like um you know beef rendang you know which is like again, beef slow cooked with um like herb yep. spices a bit of a, a curry um yeah spicy taste to it right and you know you have like yeah. sambal sotong again with the sambal that they made you can make like sambal sotong which is like squid cooked with the uh the uh, chili paste as well yeah so that's also pretty good
1: mm-hmm. i always love the sambal with the egg the fully cooked yeah oh eggs. yeah the <laughs> high board egg <laughs> as well the
2: yeah
0: i'm getting hungry <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so Foster, what, what would you recommend for, to someone who has never been to Malaysia before? Okay,
1: first thing you have to remember is Malaysia is a country that has full of, you know, many, or uh, you call it, foods from the you know, immigrants. And uh, yeah. one of the top three, all the top three nationals in Malaysia are Asian Malay, then followed by Chinese mm-hmm. and Indian. So each of the three, you know, culture we have here we have our own different food so what CT has uh, suggested us now is actually a Malaysian Malay food and uh, that is one of the top things that we can uh, introduce to people uh. and uh, for Chinese like us I would actually brought you guys to you know the bakute. I don't know whether you heard about that before it's called <laughs> yeah, bakute. A, uh, yeah, it's yeah. known as a broth I'll just call that to uh, tell that to everyone and uh, this dish are yeah. uh, mainly can be found in the Klang area and they are you know come in many varieties you know uh, soy sauce version, you know, light version, you know, sa sa what do you call it, with uh, soup, you know, even cleared also have. This one, I think they're what I, I we literally grew up with it, and yep. uh, my parents love it. We always eat it, you know, every uh, every weekend, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> back then when I was young.
0: I, f- I feel like almost every <laughs> Malaysian I've spoken to, they always, they love bakute. Like, that's one thing that they, like, I remember, like, talking to one of the Malaysian furs living in Taiwan he's like yeah I just really want to have some pakote I was like alright <laughs> <That sounds laughs> like, like I, mean, I didn't grow up with that I didn't grow up with pakote but yeah it's it's not bad <laughs> it's not bad yeah
1: so uh, other than that if you're a type of noodle, uh, noodle type of person we also can have a chowho fun mm-hmm. as well I think there are some that is a city's favorite as well near his house I don't know we what other name called we already. call
2: it um, the Hokkien noodles basically in can- in Cantonese yeah. so, uh, we have bai lu mi in Cantonese, which means um yeah. uh, big teeth noodles big tooth noodles, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. So it's big, a a big a big lump uh, big, big lump of you know what kind of lump I'm trying mm-hmm. to the, yeah. yeah, but yeah, basically yeah, it's, it's it's big, thick noodles with black gravy and yeah, it's it's uh I guess it's a staple in, in KL uh, pretty much.
1: Oh, they come in many varieties. So not just egg noodle, they have uh, rice noodle as well. They have like shi fan also. Looks like the rats uh rats droppings. Uh, it's, not made for rat's <laughs> droppings. Yeah. it's rice. Well, no,
2: no, yeah, exactly. we'll flash a picture. Like a rat's tail. Okay, to be. Yeah, to be you uh, More, I guess, to make it sound better. It's it's rat's tail. Some people call it rat's tail noodles. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. And uh, of course, as if you uh if you want the other type of food, it will be Indian food as well.
2: Indian food is also a very, very popular oh, dish right, here right. in Malaysia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, like people One like to like roti, would be right? That's like roti, best roti
2: One example would be probably banana leaf rice. Uh. I think that would be the staple Indian food that we bring people to try out, right? So, again, yep. rice mm-hmm. served on a banana leaf with assortment of dishes mm-hmm. and curry gravy for you to put on sometimes to give you a fried dry chili and then they had i can't remember what it's called in indian but it's like a spice soup or a spice drink that you have it as a side so yeah it's very flavorful as well they say
1: that is meant for clearing your throat it's actually to relieve your body from all the heats that you've been gathering when you drink, yeah, eat all the herbs
0: damn <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i had that before yeah like i'm not quite sure <laughs>
1: If you want you always can come to visit us. That's that's why I suggest. If you want really good yeah, food, you should come and visit this. uh visit some of the local friends here and then we'll bring you out for yeah. food as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys have always been very like generous, I think, to like foreigners who haven't been to Malaysia before and you guys even drive them around. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. We'll get we'll get into like firm stories like in a moment here, but I witnessed CTs driving firsthand and I feel like, man, um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I love CT's driving though. I yeah, you drove me around, and then it was like with Kusu and them. But we can talk about okay. f- uh, funny stories about Furum in a moment here. Yeah, so so that uh, I think Foster, you you mentioned um, the food that you mentioned. Like at first, did you say it was a Hokie and me? was it yeah. you, that you mentioned? No, not chao the indian one but the... ho yeah oh okay yeah. okay, okay. Ho yeah right yeah, yeah. stir fry yeah. yeah, I miss that about Malaysia that
1: is the best stuff with the what, what we call it yeah wok yeah
0: <laughs> yeah the wok hey you have to have the wok hey <laughs> yes yeah dude like it is at home it's kind of hard to cook because sometimes your your gas stove doesn't get that hot but if you can get like a really good gas stove yeah the wok hey makes all the difference oh
1: even they are like what 30 yeah. inch uh, wok and then they just stir fried with it that is the best
0: stuff
2: I mean, weren't you, yeah, were you know. working on your walk I, in, I love Michael?
0: that. <laughs> I'm trying that. you saw, I think, I think you saw my pictures on Facebook, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I made, like, Indomie before, but, like, the problem is, that it's still the, I think my stove can get hot, it's just, it's just not as hot as, like, as it could be, but. Uh, it's still it's still so okay, yeah. <laughs> do you know if uh, I don't know if I can make like do you know oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Malaysian right how they actually use the uh, uh, I mean what kind of size of the, the 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 gas canister that we are using for doing the walkway? I think they're using the commercial grade one. They're easily like what ten uh, easily like oh what gosh. fifty kilos a, a drum. So those all actually output a it's lot like... of heat and there's a lot of flame at the same time.
0: <laughs> Damn, de- decommissioned jet engine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Almost
0: like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love Malaysian food. It's just like, I think it's been at least like three years, I think, three years since I last uh, went to Malaysia. Um, Oh, that's something I didn't mention for the audience. Um, I've been to Malaysia, what was it, December 2018? That was actually my first and only time in Malaysia. Um, Had a great time. I like, I always love telling people about Malaysia because like, just as we're talking about the food, like there's a lot of variety. I think you get like Chinese food, you get Malay food, you get Indian food. So there's, I feel like there's always like something new to try. That's something I kind of miss because I mentioned this already in like a previous episode, but like in the States, it's very common to have different um, cultures like live in the same kind of area of the district. So if you want Mexican food, that's easy to get. If you want Chinese food, that's easy to get. Here in Taiwan, it's like predominantly Taiwanese food, which is not bad. But after a while, like I feel like I, I get a little bit sick of it. Yeah, Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I do go to McDonald's like more often. And well, I mean, I, I I go off. I go there every every so often because like they perfected the, the taste. Like even abroad, like it still tastes like what I would get in America. So like if I feel homesick, I just go to McDonald's. Okay, I give you. And then everyone calls me so American.
1: I, I give you a fact. At least right, right. You guys have something here. No, our McDonald's doesn't have pork menus. Malaysia right, doesn't have right. any pork yeah, menu right. for like. that got the the franchises. You know, like a yeah, yeah, McDonald's, yeah. KFC. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all what we're missing out over here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but 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 do, you, but do you really like pork, though? Like, do you actually, like, crave pork or...?
1: Um, yeah, I told you about... Bancote is one of our favorite dish, uh, <laughs> At least yeah, it's yeah, a pork yeah, broth. Yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. To oh, me, it's not...
2: <laughs> for myself, it's not, like, really... Um, I mean, yes, pork is... Yeah, it tastes good, but not something that I really have to have every day or... Something that you might miss, you know, but yep. uh, I mean, like, chicken is yep. I mean, too, uh, good enough at the moment. Chicken is yeah. like the safe meat. Yeah. Like, if you have like fried Muslim chicken. friends,
0: and like everyone always says, like, yeah, oh, like chicken's like the safety spray spray because then, like, you're, you're Muslim friends and you're not Muslim friends to eat that. Yeah.
1: This guy yeah. loves Texas.
0: I am so
2: much. uh have. <laughs> I eat <mean>, less. <laughs> Texas chicken,
0: right? Yeah, Texas chicken. Yeah, I
2: mean, I ate a lot of Texas chicken when it yeah. first. Came out, but now a bit, a bit less because it's just not so yeah, yeah. easy accessible because of the pandemic. stores have been less of mm-hmm. a running on 24 hours, right? They close early, so not so much, but you know, yeah. I guess when it returns back to normal, maybe.
0: Yeah, from from my understanding, like Texas chicken, we call that church's chicken in, in the States, yep. so I think they rebrand it as te- Texas chicken in Malaysian. Yes. Actually, in uh,
2: around the Asia region, it, it's called Texas chicken not just in Malaysia right but, uh, right wherever it goes I mean if it's in if it's Singapore as well yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: other countries Thailand perhaps It's
0: well. pretty good I I ate a lot of that in uh in the states yeah like I think it's it's from Georgia I, I mean I just looked it up it's from Georgia it's pretty it's pretty good I mean it's I mean they they know their they know their chicken yeah mm. All right so you guys have definitely made me very hungry but I'd like to get to talk about uh furum now uh I don't think we've gotten to talk about FIRM at all like on the podcast yet. at least like not in like deep detail so I'm really glad to have like two staff members from FIRM just to clarify for the audience though can you briefly explain your positions in FIRMs so, like CT like what do you do in foster what do you do oh
2: so yeah I mean hmm. I, I'm pretty much the
0: chairperson or chairman for FIRM at this point in time and
2: mm-hmm. well basically it like constitutes quite a bit of things <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we do run a lot of different tasks, you know, because we're quite a lean Mm -hmm. organization. We don't have that many people. So, you know, we we do do quite a bit of things, uh, you know. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a title for myself.
0: Sure. So even if you're, like, the con chair, like, you're still doing, like, other things to make the con, like, run. You're not just, like, directing sometimes, like, you're in the trenches, so to speak?
2: I think people will probably see me. On the floor. I mean, panels as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, taking care of mm-hmm, the guest mm-hmm. of honor in certain situations. Yep. planning for like uh, the panels, but we are trying to move that off to like another team. Again, we're trying to shift it off to mm-hmm. more like niche or more professional. Yes, obviously. more, yeah. more sp- people with a uh, more specific focus. or focus roles, yeah. right? And then of course, yeah, yeah, the, we don't have a Project manager, so I'm the one kind of like, oh, okay. you know, looking at the project timeline and poking people about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just been
0: yeah, because I mean, because you're the chairperson, so I feel like you like you have the overall like direction and overall like planning. Well, we we supposed we supposed to have a
2: PM, I mean,
0: a so-called project manager, but
2: <laughs> that person is no longer in the All right. in the group, so. Well, I guess there ah, okay, was some okay. again, experience that happened that he didn't want to do the role. So yeah, it's been shifting sure, sure, around sure. and currently I'm I'm supposed to pick it up. We we may assign someone else to be that, but
0: yeah. All right. So then what does Foster do?
1: I'm actually a co-chair, co-chairman for CT with CT as well. Yeah, we right. just a co-founder. <laughs> so anyway, as for my roles in the forum, I'm mainly handling most of the hotel contacts, you know, and uh, things that you guys interact with such as uh, your photo booth and I set out a first lounge and uh, as well as the hall, hall layout in general. These are some of the tasks that I've been doing and as well as sometimes you see me sit behind the AV, uh, the, the yeah. AV counter to, to run the projector and uh, that during opening yep. and closing.
0: I, I, yeah i always see you with a radio and you're always like well first off you look really tired you and ct look really tired but i always see you with like a radio like you're telling people what to do i was like damn
1: <laughs> but this year was slightly different i this mean in a good way like different. you're
0: working you're working yeah yeah
1: but this year was different uh we were much more organized and much more spread out in terms of duty, so i'm also very happy about it yeah yeah so as for well, going forward as well yeah we are actually really breaking out our tasks to the smaller groups which you know can lead mm. to a better efficiency and uh, better experience for the congoers.
0: So you mainly deal though, like with, uh, or at least one part of your job is the hotel liaison. Like you're, you're, you're communicating with the hotel about, I don't know how many rooms you need and like the equipment and stuff. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, after I lay out all the plannings and then we understand how many people are going, then we try to ask the hotel to, you know, secure all these things for us. And they were very, very helpful so far.
0: But how easy was it to get like a hotel in Malaysia to you know allow you guys to have like this event like were they even curious at all about like what you guys were doing
1: most of the older hotels that we went to interview with they are actually quite open about it however the newer hotel they have different requirements so far the one that we have worked with is actually really open to our culture so they have been helping Mm. us quite a lot in terms of like you know doing all the impossible things
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at least it's been pretty good building a relationship with the current hotel. But yes, yeah, as yeah. to like what Foster mentioned, that will be his his primary role. But you know, again, we're quite lean, so you know it's it's hard yeah. to specialize in a certain task. Yeah, like especially when we're short staff and well, actually not really in terms of short staff, but the fact is that our community is still young in this region and right, there are right. not very much like specializations yet. or let's just put it uh, this way
1: or, or even have enough few experience yes, correct that's how i put let's, it yeah let's
2: put it this way basically people with actual experience that would contribute to a certain role in your organization or the the, the planning committee mm-hmm. or the staff as i call it so like you know for example AV you know Foster being VP he still has to run the AV at times because no one else runs it we don't really have people who like know how to run it we just kind of like oh, go really? about it when when someone can do it we do it or like yeah. for example and our setup is pretty ghetto yeah or like at, at <laughs> one point at the early on periods like <laughs> sure, we don't sure, have sure. that many DJs in the region right so again we, we right, managed to get right, one or right. two people just come and try out and all but in the end it's, it's come to a point where i even just cook up some sets to play on the floor so that kind oh, of things nice. have happened so that's nice, i see nice, we're, nice. we're quite lean in terms of very specific resources so that's why our roles while yeah, yeah. it is it is what it is but we do more than what our role needs us to do
0: for FURUM though like who exactly is like in charge of making decisions like how does your staff you know teamwork does like everyone get a vote on these like major decisions or is there like a like a committee like a central committee or how, how does that work
2: so in some way yes we do have a voting system as a staff member that is you would have mm-hmm. some say in terms of voting for certain decisions that were made uh, within like our organization so the, the best example that i can give is last year In 2022, when we were restarting, we actually Mm -hmm. had a vote among the staff on whether to limit or not on attendee count. And in the end, we went with limit because more than 50% voted to limit the attendee count. I tell you, I I wasn't one of them who wanted to limit the attendee count at first, but because (laughs) uh, that was the intentions of the team, right? So we we went with that. And I have to Mm. say
0: why did you guys want to do that
1: well uh, at the time we were very uncertain about the government
0: decision am I right for um you mean like quarantine stuff or not quarantine but like covid restrictions yeah or?
1: the reopening of the border yeah we were expecting oh, okay, mainly okay. local attendees
2: yes
0: so like so you're saying like the government might have like an occupancy limit for events yes correct at the time okay gotcha, gotcha. but
2: again as, as I was saying you know so that would counter towards you know the uh, results which which is to limit the attendee count, you know. So as a chairman, actually, I didn't want to limit. In fact, Mm -hmm. I can tell you that some of them didn't want to limit as well. But again, the bulk of them wanted Mm -hmm. to limit, and I think, again, we respect that decision. And I have to say that that decision isn't exactly wrong. We're quite thankful that we went with that as well um, because, again, Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have that much time to prepare for uh, last year. And again, it was only after when the government has announce the opening of like the borders right without the requirements Mm of a a test and just checking a vaccination and that was when we we decide to you know restart so yeah there's there's some decision making power for within the uh the staff members of course like for the executive side it's more of like the funding location obviously things that are a bit limited to be decided on based on resources, right? Like money, you know, obviously if everyone votes to have the cartel in JW Marriott, obviously we can't do it because it's not feasible, right? Yeah, yeah. Voting is one thing, a majority in a vote, but not only that, to execute what was voted, it must be feasible, right? That's normally how how it goes about. Mm-hmm. That's why like while we yeah. have artists and all they, in the team, they, they do have like uh, some form of voting power. And the other thing like guests of honours, and so on, right? Every year, and the team as well, every year we will put it up and everyone votes in the staff and we will go with the one mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is the most votes and is feasible to be run or to be selected. Sure,
0: sure, sure. So there is, there is that sort of like, to say it, like like democratic kind of like voting system where like at least people discuss things first before you actually like mm. put it to a vote, I guess. And then you respect the vote, like you respect that yes. decision that's that's been made. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure sure. That's why
2: um give you notice we did not have any online events in twenty twenty because the bar okay. of the vote is not to have any online events. And in twenty twenty one and in twenty twenty one why we did that VRM, it's because there was a slight majority of votes that wanted to do an online event. That's why I did in twenty twenty one. So, if you want to know why? This, gotcha. is, this is the reason why. So, we we go with that that system.
0: Can you guys tell me more about like how did firm come to be? Like, who were like the original founders and so forth? Right.
2: Okay, I'll I'll go first. So, basically, back to my initial introduction story, right? So, you heard of the name mm-hmm. Marvin, whom we met. So, again, right. we, we knew Marvin. I knew Marvin for easily eighteen years. So wow. Th- the thing is we we used to have some small firm meets back in the time, right, when F Ages came about and us knowing a few folks within the Malaysia community and then of course to Singapore as well. So Marvin and some of the others, like another firm by the name of Keynes, sometimes they like organize firm yep. meets, you know, like small firm meets where people join. Yep. And then of course as they started to grow then there was, like, um, you know, Comic Fiesta and those um, anime
0: conventions
2: around town. So, they started to mm-hmm. have a larger meet sometime around that period.
0: How were you guys, like, contacting each other, though? Like, this is before, like, Facebook and all that. So, were you just, like, forums and, like, DeviantArt? Or, like, how were you guys, like, contacting each other? Well, the instant messenger... Or just, like, text messages? The instant oh, yeah, messaging of okay. the day would be text messages.
2: Yahoo Messenger. That would be the main means right, but right. other than that of course facebook started to come up but we haven't really started like our furry mm-hmm. profiles there then i think so it would be
0: Were were you th- were you there for like the aim days were you guys using aim as well i've like used it then? but
2: not too much With some american friends are, but not really over here is icq right right yahoo messenger and msn messenger oh, interesting. yeah msn messenger as either. well was oh, Ebison, <clears throat> the other one Ebison, so yeah. msn was probably the other mm-hmm. one that we used quite a bit with the first back in the day Right, and of course oh, okay. we had the forum, right? Anthro Asia, that was started by um, mm-hmm. Canis and administered by Delta
0: HT, Andy. Uh, is that still around? Like that that you said AnthroAsia, Is that that forum still, oh, uh, still around? Oh, it's a good question. I think maybe it's it's
2: archived <laughs> or it's there, but it's just not really used. Maybe it's like read only. But yeah, that was that was the days oh, when okay. sure, sure, we sure. started to right. um, have people connected from within the southeast asia region so again you know just right. fast forwarding to how firm came about again we were having mm-hmm. firm meets and then moving on to like some gatherings during comic Star, right and of course soon after the the first shooting scene started to uh, start off uh, where i remember i was one of the first few people who got a suit in 2010 and then after that eventually oh, there really? were more and more people who got it you know to a point that we have we started to you know hang out with the Singaporeans quite a bit. At least I've been going down quite a bit when I got my suit because they were the only people who like had mm-hmm. first suits as well. And then we, we joined the events. And then as we got to know them better, we also encouraged them to come visit us during Comic Fiesta, right? So we've been having larger and larger meets during Comic Fiesta every year with mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. coming over. And um, as we did that for a couple of years, it, it got us thinking, I uh, you know, whether we should start an event locally, uh. Of course, before that even came about, we did visit some conventions overseas in uh, 2012, 2013. Like for me, it was your friends. And yeah, basically Uh, from there. And then we got a bit of ideas from there. And then Marvin, at at the point I I haven't met Foster yet, right? So it was just discussing with Marvin. Mm -hmm. And we initially went to scout out some locations like 2013, 2014, just to see... On the feasibility, yeah, and then as as Foster oh, came really? in at that time, it was just two of us, myself and Marvin, right, and then we knew about Foster, and then mm-hmm. we asked Foster if he was interested to join into our endeavor, uh, which he agreed to. So basically, as we did our events alongside Comic Fiesta, we were at that point only comfortable to like run an event alongside Comic Fiesta because we weren't sure on oh, the. Really? The feedback or like, you know, how many people would come by. The attendees yes, as well. Yes, we're not yeah. sure of the attendees at the time. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the safest swing mm-hmm. was to rent a room or a event hall during the Comic Fiesta period. Because the worst case scenario is that if no one comes, it's just an expensive gathering. That's about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's how we run. So, uh. so they, wait, they let you do that? Like, like you actually, they let you like rent a room from them? Not for no, the same premise.
2: We actually... We
1: actually ran a event hall with them as well. I think it's two event halls. It's a small it's, one. Uh, yeah. It's at the okay. hotel. Yeah. It's like a meeting so it's room. It's at the it's
2: like... it's a hotel. It's at a hotel nearby the convention, not in the same not in the same ah, okay, convention okay. hall as Convento Festa, but outside. So that was how we kind of started Ganges. off. Uh, it's just as a safeguard, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And so that that's how um, we we planned for the first firm uh, well, in 2015 to have it at the hotel near the convention center where CF was taking place. And basically wow. again just open up to registration and you know from from there, uh it was a pretty good experience. I mean it, it wasn't a failure at the time. So there were people coming by yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with the congestion. Again, it, it hasn't it hasn't really been a good idea to, to run it alongside, you know, after trying it once, but it was just kind of like as as a fail safer. Uh, we weren't confident enough to break off. But yeah, after yeah. that first session in twenty fifteen uh, we've we finally found some confidence to break out and have our event on our own week, hence it's a uh, week yeah. the week um, that does not clash with like comic fiesta anymore it's it's one week before yeah yeah. so yeah and
0: that that's that's
2: how it started off
0: like you guys started off as like literally like like a one room convention like like one actually, event two. hall kind of thing actually
2: it's Got, two. Oh, okay yeah There's one for first launch, one is actually the event yes it was quite okay <laughs> it was quite okay yes. yeah
0: and that was back in what yes, was it 2015, 2015
2: so yeah. that's where like myself wow, foster wow. and marvin we agreed mm-hmm. to fork out a bit of money that we were thinking they would go down drain anyway so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we we just yolo and rented the house and just started this yeah, yeah there was traction about 80 80 plus people came for it so we decided to um, oh, wow. continue on the next year and and so on
0: wow really you guys had like 80 people who came to like the first iteration mm. of firm yeah Mm. like wow that's a lot of faith I feel like that's like it wasn't like we're not talking like 20 or 30 people like 80 people having interest like who actually went out to go get a get a ticket mm. you know to attend like this new thing did, like this new well because I, I would imagine there there hadn't been any furcons in Malaysia up until then like you guys were the first yeah. one yeah
1: so we were we were quite nice as well we have a lot of uh, foreign attendees turned out yeah,
2: again, some of them from
1: Singapore oh, really? and then some of from Thailand as well yeah. Again oh, thankfully nice, nice,
0: nice. I bet Polar was there, I guess. Like Polar is one of Yeah. I, I feel like he, he goes yeah, I had a feeling like he seems to yes, uh, go around. Like. But
2: yeah it was I guess thanks to some some networking uh-huh. that we had as well, traveling. Right, so right. They, they seem to have interest mm-hmm. coming by. So it's it's quite thankful for that mm-hmm. as well, for the support. Yeah, that's why like you can see we, we do have yeah. like, quite a bit of well not not that much, but still the the bulk of it after the fifty percent of locals are foreigners Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. i know it's kind of a hard question um and again any of you guys answer this like what gave you that sort of like that jump from like okay like let's we've been doing like fur meets and small hangouts for so long but what what was like that spark that said to you that you wanted to actually run a fur con because like i mean that requires like you know a lot of money to rent the room for example and then like you kind of have to probably like know the pricing you have to probably think about like how much like disposable income do people have for this kind of stuff so like what was the driving force what was like the spark for you to like make that jump to like okay let's actually host a con
2: it's more of a bit of our, our personal finance as well because obviously you gotta take care of yourself before starting up investing oh, or yeah. trying to run something right so again like, like what you yeah. mentioned, I we were already scouting off a location. Myself and Marvin, right, we were looking at it. We have a rough mm-hmm. budget, but, you know, it still wasn't enough. And then, like, when we met Foster and then, again, like, you know, talked about it at that, at least at the time uh, in 2015, I, we, we mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of sat down and we probably agreed that we're in a good enough state to fork out X amount of money, right, to try to <laughs> run this. so that was probably the the starting point of it so okay this is the amount and then it's just Mm -hmm. pretty much finding a place with that amount um and we had enough just to rent the room at the time right so that that kind of was how it started off uh, and then only we started to figure out the name and and such uh, right and of course.
0: <laughs> so you you rented it first and then you yeah, figured then out we the name. Recruited
2: some other folks to help <laughs> to uh create the yep. uh the, the mascot and, and uh so on.
0: But did you guys ever make that money back, if if it's okay for me to ask? Like were you able to recuperate the funds from the from the very first firm? I mean, like you said you pulled together some some funds, were you able to make that money back or you know, like half of it or
2: the answer is no. <laughs> mm. Yes.
1: <laughs> we only managed to make a bit of money to bring abroad forward It's but every year we've been, you know, running quite well. We don't actually have to, you know, inject a lot of money inside.
0: Right, right, yeah. right. Because, like, cause like, mainly the money you get is from, like, the attendees, right? Like, like ideally, like, that would pay back for the, like, the loan or whatever you get to, like, to, like, rent out the, the space and stuff.
2: You're right, so... Yeah, pretty much. So that's where, where our mindset kind of came in, and I think it still stands... Mm-hmm. Today whereby we still run it as, you know, I, I wouldn't say like something for profit, but more of an interest or, or yeah, hobby yeah. or in some way giving back to the yeah. community, yeah. Because hey, I mean, to be honest, that money I could have easily spent it for other things, but you know, so it's just Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, we are fortunate enough to be at a phase in life that we're comfortable enough to fork out this amount of money to, you know, run run yeah. this and that's that's where mm-hmm. we're at at this point and As Foster mentioned, so far it's been pretty okay where we haven't had the need to reinvest or to put in a a lot more to get it moving forward. Of course, there will be some amount that you Mm -hmm. inject every year, but it hasn't been too much from what we had to put in in the first year. So just kind of like uh, reinjecting a sum of money Uh, that we're comfortable with to sustain it you know we're pretty flexible and we're straightforward you know if we have this amount of money this amount of resource we can only make a convention at this level of resource right yeah
0: exactly we're kind of jumping into like one of the questions i've had here but i'll go ahead and get into that question it was like what are some of the challenges in running a con in malaysia we've kind of already talked about like funding but like what about like finding a hotel because like obviously you guys moved like you didn't just stay in that um event hall for long so like did you find like finding a hotel was that like a very difficult task or how, how was that like mm. the first one wasn't really because
2: we were finding a place nearby comic festa to do like a first walk there which like you know every year yeah. we try to wear fursuits and bring people in it was pretty straightforward mm-hmm. at the time And then the second year when we came out and we were looking at a place that is affordable and also accessible by public transport. Hence, we we picked out one of the small hotels. Shah Village Hotel. Shah Village Village Hotel for the second year. And we, again, the renters were not too expensive. We got all the halls, whatever halls Mm -hmm. they have. It's a very small hotel. So the the fact fact that Mm -hmm. running there for one year is already enough to fill up the entire meeting rooms that we cannot reuse because it's oh, wow. not large enough for the next year. It's already too large for... Oh, really? It's already large enough of at capacity uh, for that year. So that's why we, mm-hmm. we moved to another one. And the, the closest one nearby the area was the Armada Hotel. You know. So hmm. yes, and that's, and that's the, the current, current one we right, have now, right now. I think it's a good balance okay. of price okay. per location uh, that... That's why we've been quite right, comfortable right. in running there for the mm. past couple of years so far has been pretty good
0: it's definitely it's like helpful for us like for abroad because like it's still like like you can get there from like kl if you take like the train right yes. like from kl yeah. then you take the train to get to like a KL train central, station yes yeah kl central yeah i, I i'm told that it's, it's not kl central i think yes. rick, rick told me that and i think he's like no no, no it's not central it's central yeah. all right <laughs> Again, sorry, like what <laughs> back to like what i was yeah. saying
2: earlier in like you know between and jaya and kl the literary border to border yeah, yeah. and you can say that armada is on the border between and jaya and kl so it's it's just uh-huh. right around there so it's a train ride over and you're, you're yep. in to kl already so that's why we find that that location is is just right so far
1: very accessible exactly yeah
0: what about like trying to you know like judge people well, because like you couldn't pick a hotel that's like too expensive so i guess like the armada hotel like it's like not too expensive but then it's like you know like still in a decent location i guess the idea of like money is always on people's minds so like do you find that the prices are like fair for most people like at the armada hotel
2: Mm, the price i would say is okay based on this location mm-hmm. and uh quality I would say it is you know pretty value for money yeah it's not the like best yeah, hotel yeah. they're definitely better hotels it
1: is a pretty old hotel it is just
2: it is a yeah, old yeah. hotel but as i mentioned uh, based on the, the price per value proposition it is yeah. the most balanced for now at least until we run out of space Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think
1: they also the, the hotel owners are also very good people as well including the, everyone that is like uh, managing our event I really, really like working with them. We all did that. I'll just use the word.
2: Mm. So why has been better? Mm.
0: That's really good because like we like here at Infernity, like I think the hotel staff really likes the con. I mean, I I can't speak for Infernity. So like what JC told me is that like they have a really good relationship with the hotel staff. And so like they, you know, Infernity is growing and all that, but they don't really want to leave they don't really want to leave because like they've got like a really good relationship and like maybe they have like discounts and stuff for rooms or something like that and um like they're just really pleasant to work with yeah until they have to move because like obviously you know if they keep growing then they might have to move but yeah oh
1: yeah by the way uh since you came on 2018 and now it's already 2023 uh-huh. right? um yeah the last year when we ran the for the hotel has been revamped as well the place that you have, oh, really? uh, oh, really? yeah, the place you have breakfast is already completely different. The other rooms now is uh, already <laughs> been updated to the latest one
0: as well. Nice. So you'll be much
1: more well, comfortable for look, you yeah. guys
0: to come. <laughs> let's flash. Let's flash some pictures of like, like maybe we can get some pictures from you guys or for some attendees we can flash it on the screen right now. So thank you, Burger, for uh flashing these pictures on the screen. <laughs> when I went there in 2018, it looked all right to me. The the hotel, like I didn't have, I didn't have major complaints.
1: Yeah, the hotel was actually running very, very well back then, back then as well. So I guess it just more like updated the interior and everything. So it's more to, you know, 2010 yeah. type of standards or 2020 mm-hmm. type of standards.
0: You were mentioning from 2022 that that's like the year that you guys came back, right? Um, How did it feel, though, to finally be back after... What was it, like two years or something like that? You know, saying that we you couldn't do the cons for like two years and you come back in twenty twenty two. How did you guys finally feel?
2: Mm, well, I would think that it's like awaking a giant who has slumbered for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for us it's uh I think as as we're- Alexa puts <laughs> it, restarting the engines and all.
0: I mean we were Yeah. Were you anxious at all though? Like, were you like scared uh, about like what was going on? Not happen? really. I mean, to be honest, we were quite comfortable sleeping that? for a while. <laughs> Isn't that, Foster? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Foster? Yeah, it's like it's like you guys were like on to, a two-year vacation. It's like, oh, okay, now we got. Yeah. What do you think, work. Foster?
1: Okay, lah. The way the way I put it is like, at least uh, after this amount of time that we have been resting, I, I was just uh, hoping to run this con again, uh.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Uh, so you felt bored just staying inside and being on VR was like okay I want to go out and meet people now.
1: Of course. No, it's it's I, I don't know. I just I just having people come together again it
2: would be very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, of course you want to have like that uh, physical gathering, you know. It, I, I still think that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, at least this is from our opinion that it's it's very hard to replace a physical event it's just not the same, right? I so agree. again I totally it, it's agree. to me it's it's just a very simple dynamic decision that so long as if all the conditions are good to go then we can restart that's that's pretty much how it is mm-hmm. so obviously you know the only downside is that um the the main issue as i mentioned again yep. is, is the resource and in terms of time since you know normally we plan earlier but this time it's we didn't have that much time to plan for right so so therefore. Oh, really again oh, i okay, said because okay. of the late i mean the announcement from Garmin that people could come mm-hmm. in by around like april may so you know that's already almost half a year gone and then we already start to plan so we lost a bit of time yeah. there
0: what, what were your numbers like though what was your number what were your numbers like for uh for 2022
2: 2022 again the uh we we limited the registration cap to about 250 right uh, the total number, mm-hmm. Did you yeah, get that? I mean, definitely it, it's hit based on the rough uh, estimation. I mean, the calculations are with the attendees and with like um, including volunteers, panelists, staff, and the rest. It was uh, two seven five, mm-hmm. I believe. Oh wow! So about the size.
0: What's the mass capacity of the hotel though? Like like what's like the actual like legal capacity of you know of, of your space?
2: There's not really like a fixed capacity, but if you're just going by the ballrooms and the limit space on the amount of meeting room space they have you know maybe i would say in range about six to eight hundred depending on the setup wow so because the thing is there's not mm-hmm. that many rooms in the hotel as well right i think that only was again as i mentioned mm-hmm. six to eight hundred people could be staying overnight at a hotel depending on how many people you squeeze into a room mm-hmm. but again they don't have <laughs> only about 200 over they room. don't have that many so i'm I'm already Mm. Coming to a point where some rooms have been over capacity and you know people sleeping with sleeping bags or additional beds in the rooms, right? Like four people in a room.
0: Wait, so you're saying? How, wait, how many people can sleep? Uh, or what's like the capacity of the hotel? Is it, you said it's like six 600 to six hundred people would who can sleep in the.
2: I, I think there's more than the convention it. hall, right? I mean, in terms of the room That's as well. Right? I mean, imagine if you stuck in four people in two hundred rooms, there'll be eight hundred, right? Pretty much. Right. But that would right, be either like right, 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 right. over if it's a yeah. totally like max capacity, you know, like really people squeezing, mm-hmm. four people squeezing the room, you know? Yeah. Things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or more.
1: Yeah. There, there, there are some rooms that are designed for two person. There are some rooms that are designed for six person. So, yeah, you can have the average of 800 if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Six to 800. So, you guys limited what the numbers to was it 250? Last time.
2: Year? Yes. Because that was based on what we have.
0: Mm-hmm. At the time. Yeah. yeah. And you hit that number. But you had in reality you had like what two hundred and seventy something people like comments Yes,
2: because like we, we had like mm. some additional registrations and for some panelists and all right, who right. were shortlisted, right? They those who did not get a registration we we say that okay, it's fine if you're shortlisted you can get a slot. Right. So that's what we, mm-hmm. we did mm-hmm. at that point in time. And I think like the numbers it's pretty much about the same as when you came by just under 300 I think because so, actually it was 2018 oh, so yeah okay, it's okay. still be about under 300 yeah it wasn't until yeah yeah yes it, it wasn't was 2019 size. where it was our largest um and then now we just scaled back but I mean uh, I think everyone already knows that we have finally booked out the entire level three so this year we already mm-hmm. have the entire level three yeah. so we're we're ready to bump up the capacity yeah
0: nice nice First off, I'm I'm glad that you hit the limit in the sense that like you know people were really eager mm. to come back. Like that's always good, right? Like you, like it's good to get whatever mass capacity there is so that you're, oh. you're you have more attendees, you've got more money, and you know the funding and oh, all yeah, that. Yeah, of course. And there's like still interest. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, interest is not really a problem because we've already again this is already yeah, true yeah. observation that the limiting factor is actually a good good point in terms of running an event because we have seen when the restrictions were lifted. A lot of anime events popped up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean it's not just us. Everyone else wants to, you know, come on and restart those events. So a lot of anime events came by, and there was one that was kind of notable that, if I didn't hear wrongly, was uh, closed down by the police for too many people, <laughs> because the event was okay. See, <laughs> it's, it's a good initiative. The event was free, but the problem was that because it's free and they're so overcrowded, because everyone wanted to come out of the cage right you know for two years and everyone is yeah. so eager yeah. to go into the event that it literally congested the hall so badly that there are people who fainted in the hall to the point that paramedics came by oh, wow. and even the police was notified on this to the point oh, that dang. the second day event was totally cancelled so other events as well right um even the paid events we could see that those which don't have a limit right it was crowded you can see from this trend that everyone caged for two years wants to come out now there will definitely be the demand but the problem is that can you meet that demand because everyone is just restarting and even at the time in the armada the hotel right when we were liaising with them the resource for foreign workers and all workers in the hotel was even not up to par to manage and upkeep all rooms all hundred percent of the rooms in the hotel it was only running at maybe Uh, two-thirds or three-quarters of the capacity that they had so with Mm. these factors Mm. you know thinking back that having to limit the event is not really a bad thing at that time because we just wanted to make sure that the event could at least run and is running in a scale that is bearable you know
0: well when you guys coming back was everything smooth like for, for last year for 2022, like you guys came back and everything did like did everything go smoothly or?
2: I think it's pretty good. I would say in terms of like what what we managed to run last year, things mm-hmm. were pretty decent. I mean, of course, like panels, the timing for panels was still a little bit delayed at some situations, but but generally, I think uh sure, sure, the, sure. for the bulk of it, I would say it was uh it was on point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like were... no big issues. Just like you know, you did the best you could. But pretty good like pretty good overall
2: yeah
1: we will be able to we were able to expand the new area as well for you know with the help of hotel to to allow us to access the car park a little bit better you know and to give you guys a bit more space to eat yeah it was it was very very fortunate to have all this.
0: do you guys have any like any funny or interesting stories from from the condo um uh, or it could even be like post firm or pre firm. But do you have anything like any funny stories or any interesting things you wanna you wanna share um, about the con last year, yeah. which is only a month ago, I guess? <laughs> I should be saying. Let me
2: think. I think Foster, you wanna go. If you guys have,
1: yeah, I can I can go with one of on this. Uh, if you guys have uh, take a note, take a note how how we run the forum. Well, most of our of our con right, it looks feels a bit more like Western cons. If you guys have noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All this culture, right? It started off. I also never have I never, I also never attended con before before ah, when I when I met City in the first place. So so you know, run this con in the way that's what we are running right now is he actually brought me over to you know the Australian cons and that as well as Euroference the year after, I think. So yep. yeah. And then that actually gave us uh give me a lot of this uh, inspiration to to help them to run this panel called the model first. I think these pretty unique things, ah, yeah. yeah. So, right. as well as the, the, the you know, last year was very special for us because, like, over the two years, I think there's a lot of people getting more and more accessible to vehicles. So, yeah, yep. last year, motorhood turnout was very, very good.
0: So, what what do you guys do at that, like, at that panel or at that activity? What, what do you guys do? Of course, uh, main, uh, most of
1: the panel is about show and shine, so everybody here to show <laughs> cool, the car, cool. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best part of it is that uh, we have uh, friends coming over from Singapore with their car, and it was mm,
2: epic. Yeah. <laughs> I guess to add on on, on this, uh, before before go to the, the the funny topics. So, I guess that that's what makes us a little bit more different from the conventions here in the Asia or at least Southeast Asia region is that we we have been trying to yeah. incorporate motor first into it, and obviously it it was seen mm-hmm. from, you know, overseas conventions. Right, they have. Car gatherings, people like cars, right, in in the convention. And in EF, there's always a very large group. Confuzzle, also a very large group. So we decided to try it out. And even for our very first firm, we, we tried it out as well. Because, again, we have a small group of us that uh, likes cars. We own some cars. And, um, you know, we just have like a kind of like a gathering there. And so, you know, we have been including it every year in, in firm itself. And I think that's probably one of the special things that is in Furum at the moment. Because that makes a bit more
0: unique. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know any other con that, mm. that does that. Like, the mortifers and, like, the, yeah. the, the show-and-tell kind of stuff with the cars. Yeah. I'm not really into cars. So, <laughs> I, I, I went down there. Like, I think it's, it takes place in the parking garage. Is that right? Yeah. And, like, I went down there, took pictures. Canis was there. Um... I think Kanis is really into driving cars. I feel like uh, he's he's definitely a, a fan. But I don't know any other con that does something like that. That's really unique. nice least
2: we did the Southeast Asia region at the moment. Because yeah, obviously we right, have seen right. like Japan, There, there is a small group there. You know, just that of course, a language barrier to me is a little bit of an issue. But there is, uh, mm-hmm, Foster's mm-hmm. been there. You can watch for that. Deasol oh, is yeah. way more cooler, man. Yeah, and definitely <laughs> in the, it. The, they have all the Archerogus. Oh, Definitely. <laughs> And of course, like, in, in all the other Western cons, uh, there's always been uh, a motor furs uh, group that, that happens. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because, like, some people drive to the con. If you, like, live close enough, you could just simply drive. Like, you don't have to take a plane um, and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't really have that in Taiwan. We don't really have, like, well, we have some people who drive, but we don't really have, like, you know, a motor group. But, yeah, public transit is already pretty good enough. But, I mean, I live in the city where it's, like, it's, like, harder to, like, like you have to find a parking space and all that, and you have to pay for that, and yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the culture. That's why that is the difference. Like yeah. you know, in Thailand, in Taiwan, you guys are living in the city that's mainly relying on the public transport.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so you guys are mostly with uh, public, ah, uh, with normal, uh, with you know, with, with public transport instead, uh, That's how I put it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Going back to what CT was saying earlier, did you have like a story, a funny story you want to share uh, from like last funny year? Funny story for last year.
2: Hmm. Funny story. Hmm. I can't really think of like many exact ones, but I guess one of it would be more of like uh unfortunately that was a bit of my, my mistake, uh, you know. Uh it was during the uh <laughs> all right the, the registration portion, right, where they're giving out the shirts, right? And then uh mm-hmm. they were giving out super sponsors and sponsors on the early you know early register early collection on friday right yep. so everything's going smooth very right? good everything because like the problem is this year is i was um the one who was uh, handling all the goodie bags as well buying all the stuff online and also the prints the shirts the posters everything i was the main person printing for the bulk of the goodie bag stuff so uh was a one-man task on everything, and I, I basically pull it off. But then, uh, right as like we were closing off for registration, and suddenly they're saying, "Hey, seems that mm. like the shirts like they're running out." Okay, did you like leave some shirts at home and so on? So like, oh well, I mean it, it, it can't be like it's you no, know, I brought everything from home, right? You know, like I don't think I left anything from home, right? Mm-hmm. So like how can there be a shirt shortage when we like um, you know, took from the form, you know, we, we kind of looked at the form and based off that, right, um ordered the shirts from the quantity on the form, right? The problem is that we forgot to factor in that we were giving two shirts to the super sponsors instead of one. And I've ordered <laughs>
0: Like two different yes, wait, shirts. Yes, we give it, we're providing yeah, the, the sponsor same, right? and
2: super sponsor shirts to the super sponsor. Oh, okay, okay. And oh, and unfortunately, I I forgot to factor in that. So like, it took me a while to <laughs> realize of that. I think and and the surprising thing is that I think no one actually realized of that until when we actually were running out of shirts. So <laughs> that was a bit of a uh, a blunder, But
0: how how did you resolve the issue? Like like did you need to order yeah, more shirts? Yeah, like, so later so we had to road, do an
2: IOU. I mean, at one point I was like, I was a oh, bit right, right, right. like, uh, like just thinking of like how to resolve it quickly, like whether to give out extra shirts from our past years, but then we just decided to like uh, order and, yep. and pass on to them. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know if it's like exactly funny, but basically it just took us, it basically took the entire <laughs> team a few seconds to process like, yep. hmm, why did the shirts go? Like we were like trying to investigate, like how could the shirts not be enough, right? But yeah, then, then we found out, right, oh, right. gosh, crap, we... Yeah, we we're giving two shirts instead of one so we did not add on the uh sponsor shirt count for the super sponsors so yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's so, hilarious but <laughs> you're yeah, a very honest yeah. person so, yeah you're honest a, person yeah i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't mention that in the uh, opening ceremony so i say we were quite transparent on things uh, so this it's a, it a mistake it is it was yeah. a mistake yeah so but yeah i mean it's been resolved uh, so i think marvin has pretty much received the shirts and been sending out to the iou Mm-hmm. uh folks who have not gotten their shirt so yeah we're thankful for the participants understanding for that minor blunder so yeah that's i guess the only incident that was a bit funny that i can think of because like it, it, it literally took us what, quite a what bit about, like, because like if, if you're saying about funny things like during 2022 i can't really think of like that many but like if previous years yeah there were some uh are they funny moments
0: all right, can you tell me uh, just tell I mean, me one just tell me tell me one like funny yeah. story from, so from the, a previous the most year.
2: obvious one is we i mean we, we've always been using this foldable tent as a changing room i think ever since the first film <laughs> we always had that right but the, yeah. the problem is that we unfold it it's easy to unfold but whenever we pack <laughs> up no one <laughs> knew how to fold it back <laughs> so it's like there wasn't <laughs> the instruction there as was well a, there, maybe there was but we, we we forgot and we always forget how to fold back like we'll we spend, might misplace it. we yeah. literally spent like half an hour or more at time trying to figure it out and like we just like almost wanted to give up and just like lump it in the back of my car
0: is is it like a partition is it like a screen that you oh, said no, is for it, the changing it's room it's a foldable
2: right? changing room tent
0: should i say Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I think I remember seeing that at the room party, and then, like, someone yeah, was trying to, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I probably think I saw, one like, someone of the trying to, years that, someone was, like, tackling That's why, it. why we
2: always had this joke yeah. that this, the folding tent, the folding uh, uh changing room tent, we call it the uh Millennium Puzzle, <laughs> as a reference yeah. to... Uh, from, I think, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Millennium Puzzle. So we call yeah, it the yeah, Millennium Puzzle. The anime, yeah. And, like, it has come to Limited the point puzzle. that we have, yeah, like... Yeah given up at the time uh, that say that hey whoever posts this thing will get free dinner things like that so like we actually <laughs> and you and you and you own it right yeah, you own yeah, up to that did, you actually pay for yeah, the Yeah at one point was giving some money and like <laughs> the other funny. one was like okay so like in, I, I want to do it now. So give like, it to we me, were give joking like, like this last <laughs> time one of our Singaporean friends uh, Braveheart I think he came by and he was the yeah. one who managed to figure out folding it so we're joking because like this year i guess coming back 2022 i just joke with him saying that oh no you're not here this year who's gonna fold a millennium puzzle (laughs) so yeah but thankfully the the second one we bought the instructions were quite clear so we uh managed to to fold it up properly just
0: a quick clarification so it's like a tent right like it's like a tent that you like like is it so So it's you like actually a, go in the tent it, and you change or, or what yeah
1: it's like a monolith, a very small monolith. that's all yeah you can search <laughs> like
2: foldable changing room tent it should have some generic yeah. options okay. that appear again it's those that you you release and it pops up and then they can, oh, right, right. can unzip and get into it to change and fold
0: oh, it oh i see i done. see so right right right
1: it's it's meant for outdoor use when you go for camping or right, this right. thing yeah mm.
0: yeah the funniest thing that happened to me like in Malaysia I guess I'll say this happened after the the con and and I know I know this is going to jog CT's memory I think Foster was there as well I think you were you were like behind us mm-hmm. but I think it was like me CT and Kusu and then maybe two or, two other guys probably Alexia I think he was like next to me or Kusu in the back and then I remember that someone did something to CT on the road like either the person either cut you off or something and you got really mad and then you started chasing him, I think, and you—I I don't know why. Then you were going like over like a hundred kilometers per hour, and and then like I'm strapped to my seat, I can feel my heart beating like in my in my head. I was like, oh god, dude, like is this gonna be it for me? Right. Was it? <laughs> I can't remember. But I don't know what happened. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? It was like 2018. Uh, is 2018. Like I think it was the like dinner that we
1: drove all the way to. I think uh, USJ there. I think if I remember wrong.
2: Hmm, I can't remember, Isn't it? But. Yeah. but
0: you were chasing him for like, like, like over like 20 seconds or whatever. I was like, Oh my God, dude, I don't even know where we're going now. Like I, 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 this is my first time in this country and like I'm being driven by CT. Like I, 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 I probably didn't think I was going to die that day, but I, I'm like half of me was like, man, if I'm getting a car accident, this is going to be, this is going to be crazy. Oh. <laughs> I don't have insurance, <laughs> but <laughs> <get traffic> insurance. <laughs> no, that was funny. <laughs> yeah i i mean i mean i never bought that maybe i should but yeah all the websites keep saying i should buy it but no i mean like that was that was pretty funny it was is like it wasn't like no one died like obviously to finish the story like no one got hurt no one died i think the guy just like off or whatever the guy you were like chasing but i was like damn i did not expect you were gonna oh, do that because like for the audience to know like ct is a I mean, pro not, driver not, not that like, f- i remember oh, I mean,
2: just above average I like guess. i mean foster we haven't foster even talked about black we haven't even talked <laughs> better about yes more track experience oh really than
0: me.
2: i'm just above we average we haven't even talked about uh <laughs> we
0: got we got to talk about blasted cars because like it's like the post like events um for furum and then like i remember even kiba from singapore beat me at racing and I, I think like probably polar was laughing at me on the inside and i think like rain was like okay yeah yeah we we know you're a noob. you just this is this is not the little leagues and i was like when I saw it was like Canis Foster and then like probably CT like in the final like race order, I was like, yeah, dude, these, this is like the big leagues. Can you guys talk about Blaster uh, Blaster cars? Because I think like uh, we haven't got yeah, I think to Foster that point can, yet. Foster can
2: talk about it. I'll let Foster
1: talk on this. Yeah, go for it. I mean, Blaster cars actually uh, electric. No, it's not electric. It's just a it's just a go kart for drifters, and yeah. Uh, yeah, every everyone just went there it's supposed to you know get a time and as well as stick the corner as nice as you can uh. But I remember the time when we host the event. Uh, after the forum, it was hosted as a competition uh, format, and yeah, yeah you guys—I uh, saw so you guys had a lot of fun.
0: I, I, had, I had fun, but I didn't have fun getting hit. I got hit in the ass a lot of times. I should—I should have I wore gloves because I think they give you gloves. But like, actually, my skin was tearing up. Like after like after a round or two, I was like, "Damn it, that can suck." Oh. I think I was like the grandma driver. I'm not good at driving, that's why. I should let everyone know, like. <laughs> I'm from Texas, but I suck at driving, so like I lost my like whatever like my seed or whatever it's called, like my the people I was going, I was going up against, I lost against them. So I was like, Okay, I guess I'm oh, no. I guess I'm just gonna talk to like other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, the time of the event was actually pretty long. And I see you guys that, mm-hmm. you know some of you guys haven't tried before, I thought you guys did. Yeah. And yeah. You guys you build out the confidence like nobody business. After three rounds I, I saw you guys like, you know, almost like a professional driver i i remember not like, me
0: that's kiva that's kiva <laughs> yeah. and, and like someone else that is not me it's like kiva and polar and oh. some other people it's fun it's fun though like because i remember like you had to because like to sign up for the event you have to like say it on the google forms right like yeah, you have yeah. to like it, let you guys know how much and then yeah do you prepay i think is it prepay or you pay on site it's prepay. it's prepay. Okay, okay. most of it are prepaid yeah, okay. yeah yeah Yeah. okay the, yeah. the,
1: the craziest thing it, was actually you know the the owner i put a surprise to you guys for the last race. <laughs> so, he actually decided to put yeah. the talcum powder on the last corner. The best part was to like, see everybody spin out when they hit the corner. Yeah, really <laughs> it's just and just go straight tricky-ness. into the wall. <laughs> I
2: was like, oh no. It's like super slippery.
1: But yeah. Yeah, you guys had so much confidence you no know, doing the best time ever, you know. Yeah, and then suddenly like, oh my god. <laughs> Everyone just spun out <laughs> on the corner. And then they were laughing yeah. like nobody. I, know, I-, I felt <laughs> that
2: like the talcum powder might have spread across the track. So... It made the entire track a bit slippery <laughs> so yeah yeah literally because it was all yeah that's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah i think the nice thing about that is yeah. like uh since like we went to the place when foster had his birthday there as like a trial run then like oh, ever yeah. since then we've been in contact with the owner and it's been pretty cool that they're, yeah. it's one of the few places that they allow us to drive in suit because it's not it's Chosuit. not very fast yeah. because it's it's, oh, it's a bit right, different right, right, you know? right. the reason is because it's not a card for speed it's a card to go sideways yeah Because yeah. time is one of the factors in gauging like right? uh who is like having better uh times but i think mainly it's about the the drifting uh, and being a slow speed yeah, drifting yeah. course right it's uh quite nice that you can do it in first suit uh. And it can be challenging as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why like we have it as an unofficial event for Firm after the event, right? Uh, we managed to, to um, you know, Foster has managed to organize it uh, for a few years at least. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. That's legit. Like that's one thing that like, you know, we're talking about like things that Firm does that's different. Like I know it's like a post-Firm event, but mm-hmm. I feel like here in Taiwan, I think we don't have that. Like we don't have like a group that goes like go-karting i think the closest thing we have to something like that is like i think we could i think they do like airsoft i think like polar and like Muma and like langyeh oh, they do airsoft okay. i'm not sure if they still do oh, that
1: I, I went to the like, event it's epic oh you did yeah yeah
0: that what year was that are you talking about like 2019 2019.
1: yeah 2019
0: yeah yeah the the year of the year before co- yeah because like <laughs> yeah that's like the thing i know that they do and then like for tightails like I, even now if you guys check the chat they're doing like the gun oh. range stuff but i think that's before that's like I before see. the con so yeah. i think yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i don't know if we have a lot of gun ranges in taiwan so like mm. i'm not sure if we can do that but i think in thailand like i think maybe they have like more uh loose regulations or something uh,
1: like that. i think most of them are playing the what they call it the bb guns they think the bullet plastic bullet type and the gel bullet yeah, type they, they yeah. Off. yeah so the yeah, other us are them. actually using the actual guns but the one yeah, that yeah. went in taiwan was very nice because it's an underground event you just went underneath, yeah, yeah. and the 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 place to uh, to shoot around is so big. I think there were about two or three halls.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically, mm-hmm. you know, as as we were saying about this, you know, I guess this is what I call a bit of like the the personal touch. Uh, you know, again, uh, thankfully we are, we're able to, yeah, to yeah. go about this right, having some after uh, after mm-hmm. forum activities uh, as we we call it, and of yeah. course, uh, one of the other things that we used to do, which we haven't been able to do. We used to have like this very big dinner. I mean, after the convention, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we always have it at like um, Munia, uh, like one of those big, as we call it, mamak places, right? For overnight oh, yeah, supper, yeah, yeah. The, the, was it in yeah the Indian... dinner places. Uh, yeah. So we used to do that. Uh, very large tables, right? All eating together mm-hmm. for at least a couple of years. Uh, like, a couple of like years after and the then... con.
0: That's like that's like Monday after not the call? it was it was Sunday, like Sunday night. By
2: the time we didn't have like you know the dance at night, so it was feasible. But you yeah. know as we grew, it's not so easy to go about it. We we did, uh, once or twice, but not at the same location at a different location. Before Blastercast, uh, we did have some mm-hmm. kind of like dinner meet. Uh, but again for for yeah. like you know the last year, it's been a bit hard because of timing. Uh. and like even for Blastercast, you know due to the pandemic. And the changes in the situation shortage of staff they've only opened till like what 8 p.m 9 8 to 9 so you know yeah. we, we we only have time to run it at late hours uh, but um we have to forego some yeah, of yeah. the uh, after after firm activities
0: so did you guys end up doing blasted cars again like for for mm, last no, year or, or no?
1: no we didn't manage to do it
0: sure sure ah, no problem always this year i guess mm-hmm. We'll see and when, hopefully i'll be there
1: yeah we'll see their policy then see whether they have changed to light race or not
0: yeah 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 you know we've been talking a lot about firm and like about the origins and like how it's been running and and the, the stuff that you've been doing you know there's definitely a lot of stuff we can keep talking about but but like where do you see firm you know the next five years do you want to move hotels or like do you want to do something different so like wh- wh- what do you guys have have in store for us if you're allowed to say that of course hmm firm in five
2: years uh well to be honest we are kind of uh, looking towards uh some form of successor planning should i say quote unquote mm-hmm. for C, <laughs> i mean it could run it for a number of years more but uh you know we should see uh, eventually it's gonna be some time right where we have mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. hand off to you know some young ones uh, or to hand, hand, hand the, the to, people to who like are, the
0: next generation
2: at the moment where do i see yeah. in five years uh i would think that we will still mm-hmm. be running it for now at least up to within the 10 10 year mark and then we will reevaluating every five sure, years sure. so it probably will still be the same yeah it should go on and in terms of like, you know, whether we're planning to move hotels, it depends really, you know, if we really run out of space, it, it's in a comfortable position now. Yeah, I know it's, you know, something yeah. that attendees maybe might find that, oh, it's a bit boring going back to the same place. But, you know, I think that's that's just how it is, right? Because the main purpose of a convention yeah, yeah. isn't really the venue, but more of the meeting of your friends. Uh, that is the key importance. Yeah. Right, the The venue is just a secondary uh, place to supplement your primary objective. So, hotels yes, we always have been looking at uh, alternatives. We in fact we also have looked at some alternatives which we won't tell you now. But the problem is the Mm -hmm. cost is still not very feasible. So we've not decided to do that yet. Right, Right. different city, probably not because again we always look for convenience. Right
0: yeah so so you're trying to like stay in KL or like like the KL yes, area of course we,
2: we would hope to because that yeah. is the convenience right I mean you don't want people flying in after a 10-hour flight just to find that they need to drive up three yeah. hours more or fly another
0: hour more to their destination right mm-hmm. so but what about what about like uh another city like JB or something like that or is that is that just mm, like I say the <laughs> problem is that people who fly in
2: far away it's good for singaporeans but like promise for the rest right it will be uh, a bit of a trouble for them as well right you got to drive down I mean, drive, like, especially right. people who stay around yeah, yeah and those who flew in right you got to travel some additional miles just to get to your location and unless if there was Agreed. some really good use case to move to jb you know or to have it in jb yeah. but at the moment you know we we don't really see it uh, as a as a need and, you know, we, we prefer to keep it sure, within, sure, like, sure, the, sure. the city and so on. Because it's, it's just uh, more convenient for folks coming in from around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why, like, again, okay, we, we are expanding our staff and all, right? Uh, recruiting a few additional mm-hmm. folks. Uh, but, yeah, I think yeah. mostly it will still remain. And we will continue on and see how things play out in the next couple of years.
0: And if Foster, want to add anything to that?
1: No, not much. But then we also uh, do hope that, you know, we would have, uh, you know, competition, uh, co- what they call this, uh, convention here in Malaysia as well. So it wouldn't be just us running the con in Malaysia. Also hoping for mm-hmm. more people that will come out to different options, different time, you know, for, for all so, the fun. So, so you,
0: mean, you mean like you're open to like other cons popping up in Asia or in, in Malaysia? Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, and um, definitely. Yeah. It just options
2: like i said it it also takes off some of the stress of running the only convention here so far i mean (laughs) I don't, yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, your shoulders must like i said
2: we 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 are not here for fame or for money i think it's truly a hobby it's just truly uh exactly um you know free folks with excess money yeah like of course and and recently alexia came in as well that's why thankfully we have uh, a bit more budget Mm -hmm. to pump up for the hotel i mean oh, he's wow. in already as a mm. as a director but he's, yeah, he's in just a recently rate, yeah, yeah. decided to help to pump out a bit more money right to get the bigger money so thankfully for that
0: yeah yeah, yeah that's nice And thank you thank you to... please come on the show can we convince he him, he him <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry.
2: but yeah so so yeah that's why that's why uh, we're fortunate that yep. we have this opportunity yeah so that's why again mm-hmm. we will still expand right with what we have and yep, again yep. again our organization is very uh, we're very dynamic, and we adapt. We try to adapt to whatever situation we we have. Uh. So, regardless of whatever happens, I think the convention will still happen. You know, maybe depending on circumstances, yeah, you yeah. know, it will be bigger. It could be smaller, but it'll still be it'll still be there for the next five years. I foresee. Mm.
0: I really hope that you guys like have you know the staff members and volunteers ready to take the helm because like that's something that that you do have to think about like when you're running cons is like successorship. You know, because like unless you want to be running cons all the way till you're like 60, I, I, I guess some people mm-hmm. would do that. But it's just like there are other things you want to do. There might be other hobbies you want to explore or you might just get sick of it or tired of it. And some people just want to do things. It's that's why it's always important to like cultivate those staff members and those volunteers that are ready to take the responsibility whenever that happens. You do have to train, and if you want to keep this thing going, then that just has to be part of like the the built in like training mechanism that any convention should probably have.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely hope so.
0: I know, I know you mentioned that you're a very lean team, but I really hope that you know, like with more blood, like like new blood coming in, hopefully like they'll bolster your ranks, and hopefully there's gonna be people who, like I said, like rise rise to the occasion and like take the helm. I, I think firm is special to me. Even though I've only been there once, I've had a good time at Forum. I definitely don't plan on like stopping. Like I definitely want to come back again, and 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 I would love to definitely love to see you guys mm-hmm. again. Yeah,
2: definitely can come by. And well, yeah, there's also one more thing that I think a lot of attendees have been asking, like you know the the days, right? We're still a two day convention. Um, again, mm-hmm. whether it will be a three day or more, again, it all depends on the resource and whether we're able to do it, but again like i said we will we will yeah. adapt based on what we have so if uh, basically we have been blessed with more resources you know a good career with a pay raise and more disposable income then yeah maybe so <laughs> you're
0: yeah, right you're right you know. amen the sound a good thing. To- <laughs> we all want that All right, CT Foster, it's been a great interview. I'm glad to have you guys here. We just have one last question for you tonight. And that is, what would you say is like the best piece of advice that you would give someone if they're just starting out a con in Malaysia for the first time?
2: Hmm. All right, I'll I'll go first. So Mm -hmm. I would say, well, for anyone who wants to start, okay, first, make sure that you have a stable income. Make sure that you are financially stable to go about it, right? And put in as much effort as you can and resource that you have, right, to start off something that is scalable to the level that you're capable of uh, because you don't want to overcomplicate things. And again, you know, we're we're doing this to let people have a good time. uh, You know, just remember that this is the most important aspect of, of running a convention, right? Letting people have a good time. So Make it smooth, just make sure you start off with whatever resource to a size scale to your resource level and then progress from there.
1: Yeah, City. As for you know, as a as a fellow corner host as well, yeah, it's very, very important that you know to, to, to run the call to set up everything there according to the resource you have. You don't have to overdo yeah. anything. You're not supposed to, you know, Show everybody you can do this on all of all you only can do by yourself. So it's all about teamwork here. So it is important to learn how to work together with everybody else. And that's how you can make this convention even more successful than anyone else.
2: Ah, yes, definitely. That's also a good Mm. point, Foster. Whereby, you know, if if a team, if you can get some folks to help you out, do try to play by your team's strength. You will know as you meet people have them do tasks right and you know try to adapt and associate tasks that you know those people who are good at basically if you know for example is good at doing these kind of jobs you know you you can see from there and then you try your best to um allocate that person to do the things that he's good at
0: yeah great piece of advice thank you guys Mm -hmm. thank you so much at this point in time, this is when we do our social media shout out. Um, so again, CT Converse and then Foster basically tell us and like spell out your any kind of social media that you want us to follow you.
2: Oh, okay. Now I'll start first. So yeah, you can reach me out on Twitter. My handle is uh, CT wolf 88 That's like C-T-W-O-L-F-88. And on the sidelines, I do sometimes stream on Twitch as well which uh, goes by the handle mm-hmm. of uh, flowct, because someone has took my name. That would be F-L-O-W-C-T.
1: And as for my site, uh, you can actually find me at Twitter, at ordercolly, just H-O-A-R-D-E-R-D-O-L-L-I-E. And as well as Facebook, Foster Force, F-O-S-T-R-F-O-R-C-E. Thank you.
0: All right. Awesome. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for being on the episode, on the podcast. We really appreciate you guys talking about Furum and telling us more about Malaysia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Again, I I would love to visit you guys again, so we'll definitely keep in touch about that. Uh, If I don't see you guys in Taiwan, then I guess see you in Malaysia.
2: Yeah. Do look forward meeting you, man. Yes. We'll see. In Taiwan, hopefully this year, we can come by. Uh, A few of us are thinking of doing the crazy round trip, but... You know, we shall see <laughs> whether it's possible to do Infinity, BLFC, and popcorn at one go. But ah, yeah. All right, yeah. We are oh, wow. thinking about wow. it. But, <laughs> uh, Cheers to that. Yeah, we will definitely <laughs> let you know if we come by.
0: Sure. Cheers to that. Sure. Thank you guys so much. Alright, so this has been the Foxenburger Podcast uh, with Michael the Macho Fox, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.
2: Ta-da-da-da.